This episode is sponsored by Escape Pain and Faster Way to Fat Loss, certified coach Claudia Montanari. Increase energy, gain lean muscle, improve sleep, decrease inflammation, and change your body with the six-week program. It starts on January 11th and includes 12 sessions in the Whole Body Light Pod, meal guides and grocery lists, targeted workouts, and one-on-one accountability sessions. Plus, incorporate carb cycling, intermittent fasting, and tracking macros to fuel your body. Spots are limited, so go to escapepain.com and register today. That's X-S-C-A-P-E pain.com. Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to today's episode of Hustle and Pro. So basketball offseason came and went really fast. So we're jumping back in. So we're going to talk about the start of the NBA season coming up here on the 22nd. And we've got Jay Warren in here to chat basketball with us. Hey, Jay, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Let's Off the top, let's start with a couple quick hits because I want to know a couple of your sports favorites and things. Who's your favorite athlete of all time? Oh, that's MJ, the GOAT. Yeah, MJ is definitely my favorite player. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I would put him on top of everybody just in my lifetime. Yeah. I know, I know all the younger people are talking about LeBron, and I respect his greatness, but definitely MJ. Oh, that's a whole nother. Okay, I'm going to yeah. write down. Le- talk LeBron in a minute once there we get talking <laughs> because that's a whole nother thing because here, as we record, LeBron just extended his Lakers contract. Yeah. So, we can, so we can talk about that for 20 minutes. We sure could. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I just did an episode on sports movies, and I asked all my guests, what was your favorite sports movie? What is yours? Oh, recently it had to be The Last Dance. Um, uh, that right there gave the insights, the, you know, back scenes. You know, we were, I, we were talking about it off air. I mean, that was, I would definitely put The Last Dance up there now. Yeah, for sure. So good. Yeah, it was really good. And I, I was watching it just amazed at, like, I'm thinking, how did they get all this footage and hold on to it this long? That's right? a great question. Like, how did yeah. they not release something earlier? Which I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that's a whole fascinating thing just yeah, to hear MJ about that. Yeah, definitely has something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy. It was awesome. It was like, and then it's like, how did they also know we're all going to be home? Well, they didn't know that part. I don't think. <laughs> so watch this. <laughs> but it was perfect timing when they released right, it. Right. We were just But I know prior to that something. season, they were talking about, you know, because they said in the documentary, like, this is going to be the last dance. So they wanted to record everything. Yep. I mean, I didn't know it was going to be 20 years later before we were going to be able to experience it. Right. It's yeah. just like you can't recreate that. Yeah, so cool. Dope. All right. So my last question, I used to ask on, on my first year of this show, what, how far did people travel for sports, to watch sports or to play sports. And I'm resurrecting the question for you because it'll bring us into talking about your basketball career. So what's the farthest you've gone to play sports? So that's a, ooh, so to play, so I've played in China and I played in Australia. I have no idea which, which one is, is farther. Far, I have no which one is farther. Yeah. But they're both far. But they're, but they're both far. I know the farthest flight was from Sydney to Dallas and that was like a 15, 16 hour flight. Wow. Straight, yeah, straight flight. Yeah. Where you fall asleep and you wake up and you're still on the plane. <laughs> uh, you hope you were just dreaming and that you were already, <laughs> oh, already oh, home. Just, yeah, you know, you try to sleep some of the time away and you look at it and it's like been 30 minutes. Yeah, it's one of those flights. Yeah. All right. So then tell me about your your career as an athlete. Um, I'm also curious, what, like growing up, did you play lots of sports? But then tell, take us through your, like, your professional basketball career and where did you play and when did you play? So football was my first sport. Um, you know, I played. You know, I guess. Do they say, still say pee wee? I don't know if they say pee wee or not. But I do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling my age when I say pee wee. Right. Um, you know, through middle school, uh, first year I think my high school is when I 
basically stopped. But like through middle school, I was playing both sports, but I didn't grow, you know, like big, like a football player, but I was really fast. So I was like, let me go ahead and give basketball a try. Um, and on a side note, I was thinking during that time, because I mean, I wanted to be a professional. I just didn't know how. And I was thinking, uh, you know, football, and it's still about the same to the, to this day, like football players' careers are about three years. Mm-hmm. Basketballs are like six, seven years. So I was like, let me just go down the basketball route because I, I wanted to play longer. Um, so um, basically did, you know, the high school, college thing, and then played pro. Uh, met somebody actually here in Dallas who uh, basically made a connection with me. And then there's a guy that I played in college with in college. He was a Puerto Rican. And I went down uh, there because, you know, I didn't get drafted. I can't, I, I graduated the same year, talking about LeBron. It was mm. in 2003, is, you know, I went to school a little later. And me and my brother joke about it all the time. We say, uh, yeah, we're good, good thing we didn't enter that draft because that was LeBron, that was Dwayne Wade, that was Carmelo Anthony, that was uh, Chris Bosh. So, yeah, yeah, it was definitely, it's a Hall of Fame class. So <laughs> we weren't getting drafted. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, when I, I mean, when I talked to the guy that I went to college with, uh, I went down to Puerto Rico and that's kind of where it took off. That's where my career kind of took off, you know, played around the world. You mentioned Australia and China. Yes. So then how long were you playing? Uh, I played 13 years. 13 years. 13 years, yeah. So I started in South America and then just moved met, moved east. So I went South America, played some countries down there. Uh, Argentina and Venezuela were my uh, longest stints. And then I started going uh, east, played in Europe, Poland, uh, Serbia, Montenegro, played a, a little bit in Finland, and just continued to go east uh, and then ended my career in uh the Philippines, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of places. It's a lot of places. That's great, though, right? It's great exposure. I mean, basketball exposure, right? Yeah. As a player and training and just like, different experiences, but also just to live, like, as a young man, to get to go see other parts oh, of the yeah, world. You would never, right, ever been able to do that otherwise. Well, I mean, so... Uh, I guess on a side note, when you you know you talk about dreams and stuff like that, and writing your goals down, I, I always knew I wanted to travel the world. I just didn't know I was going to do it through the the, the vehicle of basketball, yeah. which is pretty cool. It's one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have basketball in your family? Uh, yes, I do. Um, my uh, my dad was actually drafted uh, by the Knicks in '79, uh, first Panamanian ever drafted. So uh, he's like a big uh, rock star. He'll never admit it, but. He, you know, I, I found out when I was playing for the national team that he's a big deal down there. Awesome. And then my uh, what's his name? Uh, Edward Warren. Okay. And then uh, my brother, uh, he played 14 years, so he played one more year overseas than I did. So. Oh my gosh. So yeah, and wow. now we're and now we're uh, preparing his his son, my nephew. Um, he's nine years old right now, so I mean, he's 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 leaning towards soccer right now. Uh huh. But uh, well, he's good. But he's good in basketball, as you know. I mean, yeah. at nine, it's great to see talent already. But at at nine, like so much is going to change. Oh, they yeah. can go down a whole another path of a sport because they haven't even hit those middle school years yet when they're going to get exposed to different different teams in school. Oh, yeah. And then, then, like you said, depending on when they grow, is when they're on different teams, and you know, oh, yeah. whenever he's, things take off. He's a tall nine nine uh, nine year old too, which is you know, I mean, because I didn't grow until after high school. I was like, man, yeah. you're. Sprinting, you know, you're nine and you're tall as some of these, you know, seventh graders. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you mentioned the draft. So, man, we had a different draft this year, right? Yeah. Um, completely different. And it was quick right off the heels of the championship. And it was such a weird year. Um, so I want your input from, well, what you think overall of this draft. But then also just as a player thinking back, like, when you were hoping to, you know, maybe be a part of the draft, um, like, 
what what's going through these guys' minds and your your overall thoughts on this draft? Um, so, you know, like I. <laughs> I like knowing that class of draft. I just knew that I wasn't going to ever experience the draft. But uh, you know, looking at this draft, the uh, I don't know if it's considered twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Um, I think it's twenty twenty because yeah. twenty whatever. Um, the uh, kid that uh, has the ball family. I was wondering where he was going to go. Mm-hmm. Lamelo, um, the one that got drafted number one. I think Anthony Edwards. I think his name was. Which he said basketball is not even his first sport, and um, you know that's just. Pure talent, right. basically getting drafted number one on pure talent. So I think it's going to be a. I don't think it's um, franchise changing uh, draft. Right. Like it didn't seem like, like yeah. a Zion or anything. Right. Yeah. It didn't seem like that to me. And maybe I just wasn't as tuned in or something. But it didn't feel like I was hearing as much about. Well, we didn't see the marquee guys. We didn't see the March Madness either. Yeah. You know, this past year, so you know that's, that's kind of where you. You know, you start seeing a lot of these players play and, yeah. you know, with the bright lights and the lights on them and stuff, how they perform. So that's where you can kind of see, because that's where, you know, Dwayne Wade, uh, Carmelo Anthony, when you start seeing those players and you're like, oh, man, you know, they like they really, uh, you know, they they can really play. They know yeah. the game. Yeah, you're right. That's kind so. of when they get called out, right? Yeah. When you hear their names during the, the, the tournament. You do start hearing those names early. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's why I'm probably not hearing as much. I mean, like the, the couple names you mentioned is one thing, but a lot of that's just the, the family marketing and the hoopla around. Yeah, he does around, a great job. Yeah. <laughs> right. He, does, he, does, he definitely does a great job about that. So, so what are your thoughts on um, who the Mavs got? Josh Allen. Right? Josh Green. Josh Green. Josh okay. Green, yeah, right. 18th um, pick. So do you know much about him? I just I know he played for uh, I think he played for the Australian national team. Yes, yeah, um, so he was born in Australia. Okay. And um, one thing I learned about him is that both of his parents played. Yeah, that's, that's so, usually the case. Yeah, so he's got he's got a basketball in his family too. Um, I think he's six six two ten. Yeah, I that's a, that's definitely a great size to you know at eighteen was he eighteen nineteen right like, like yeah. unusually big and built to already to, as you enter the league right yeah, yeah. he definitely I mean those that's those are NBA bodies at you know eighteen nineteen with the talent that he has that you'll you'll get an opportunity uh, for sure and you know I mean because you know Australian that league is you know is really strong and they have a lot of Australian players playing you know Patty Mills and Andrew Bogut. Uh, those guys, you know, Kev came over here. Um, Joe Joe Ingles too, the left-handed guy for um, Utah. Yeah, he's from Utah, but because uh, <laughs> he played he played in Europe uh, against my brother in oh, okay. uh, Spain, so okay, that's how, that's how I'm familiar with him. Yeah, um, but yeah, they. I mean, the Australians have a lot of players over here because they played on that uh, that national level in the FIBA and stuff like that. So I think, uh, yeah, I think he went to Arizona. Josh Green, right? Is it Pac? Ten or Pac twelve the Arizona I don't know Do you know it's Pac ten or twelve I think okay. twelve I, f- I won't I don't know that's my guess I know they changed I know they changed one of them right. like the Big Twelve to Big Ten or uh-huh. something like that well and Pac- teams moved around yeah. even this season just to to play but I know I know I know he went to Arizona and I know that he um, is Australian and exposed to that national uh, national team exposure how tall are you. Me, I'm 6'4". 6'4", yeah. okay. I'm 6'7 in the league. If I was in the NBA, I would have been 6'7". Okay. <laughs> that would be your stat line. <laughs> um, and then another guy the Mavs got um, was Tyrell Terry. So this guy's interesting to me just because I was just um, talking to you about him. This is, He's out of Stanford. He, he, wanted, like, he wanted to go somewhere where he was going to get a really good education. He's really smart. This guy broke the record for the draft IQ test. 
Oh wow! I didn't. I, what's do you know what the draft IQ test is? No. Oh okay. But but <laughs> whatever it is, he's smart. Yeah. Right. And well, he went to Stanford. So. Yeah. 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 But like he was like, yeah, the test didn't seem particularly difficult to me. I'm like, well, all right then. Yeah, that's probably all the right. entry entry thing just to get into Stanford. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so whoever he is, he's smart. So um, he's a uh, known for his shooting. Okay. So what we're talking about with him is how good coupled up with Luca, um, he likes like his like getting no look passes and shooting off the pass. And so um, he was talking about getting drafted and he didn't want to get a phone call before the draft. He wanted to watch it on TV and hear his name called and like get the authentic reaction and feel like what it feels like to hear your name called by a team, which is kind of exciting, Um, kind of old school and cool. But then Mark Cuban calls him and Donnie Nelson calls him. And and then he said a few minutes later, he gets a text from Luca, like saying he's excited. That's probably exciting for him too. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was really cool. Like, like how fun for some young guy to to go through that cool experience, even though the draft is so different and he's not on a stage or somewhere in a green room doing yeah. the hoopla. That he still got to he's go through with those his family skills. though. At least. Like, yeah, he was with his family, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and we're definitely going to need shooters since we got rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, uh, not Steph, but Seth Curry. Seth. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he's kind of the replacement for Seth. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's what my mind is telling me. Well, I mean, I think. I mean, he has to. I mean, me and my brother were talking the other day. You know, it's like if Curry's your last name, you know you can shoot. So, yeah. <laughs> so for us to lose him and bring in another shoot, shooter, I think that's you know that's going to be that's going to give him a lot of opportunity. Yeah, you know? for so. sure. So I'm excited to see what Tyrell Terry does, and then Tyler Bay. So he was part of the Seth trade, actually, part of that getting that pick for for Tyler. I think I wrote down he's six seven two fifteen. Oh wow! From Colorado. How old is he? Playing Colorado. Do you know? I don't know. I don't okay. know. But I made a note. Um, so he's a defensive player. Like his whole, you know, that's his whole thing. And um, his coaches, his Colorado coach said he has, he's quick with a fearless attitude as a defensive player. So I think that's a major hole the Mavs had to fill this offseason, right? Yeah. I mean, in the playoffs, when we needed to get stops, we weren't able to do that. Like, I think, you know, we were uh, efficient and a you know great offense, especially with Luca running the offense and his high basketball IQ. It's just when you you know, especially in the playoffs where everything slows down, we're gonna need people to get stopped. So I haven't seen him play, but if he if you know that his job is to be play defense, then you know that's 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 good for us. We need it, right? Yeah. All right. So what? NBA roster moves caught your eye. I mean, we didn't have much time to have a whole lot of movement, yeah. but even as we sit here and record this in early December, there's still stuff happening. Yeah. Still teams announcing people that are, you know, extending contracts and still making trades and moving around. So what what's notable to you? Well, um, obviously the Lakers, they've got better. You know, it's very rare um, where you see uh, a team – you know, improve that drastically, in my opinion, because you know when you when you're a champion, you know there, there there's always moves being made. But I think the Lakers went from being one of the favorites last year when they accomplished that goal to you know the favorites and everybody else is playing catch up. Yeah. So their roster moves were, um, you know, they were they obviously people were keeping an eye on that. I think that the recent trade, I don't think it's going to matter as far as playoffs, but the recent trade with John Wall and Westbrook. That one was, uh, you know, kind of eye-opening too, because I know since Westbrook said he wanted to leave Houston, you know that that was going to be that's something to keep keep your eye on. Um, the one that everybody's thinking about coming up is the where's James Harden going to go? 
uh, with Brooklyn. You know, I mean, he want, he's saying that he wants to go to Brooklyn, but I think there was a report saying that uh, Golden State reached out to him after. Okay. So we'll see, you know, we'll see because Golden State has an influence. Too. When do we see? When do we have to know that? Well, um, so even though, uh, and, and this is just my perspective. but sure. even, so That's fine. That's so, why you're here. So even, <laughs> even though he's demanded a trade and the players are in power now and they can kind of dictate where they want to go, I think that it's going to be, you know, like since Houston still has his contract and if they don't get, you know, they don't get the uh, equal uh, value trade for him, they'll just keep him until they do because he's still on the contract with Houston. So, um, but with that Westbrook trade that just happened, maybe it happens a little faster than uh, than we expect. So, well, I guess we'll kind of, we'll, we'll see with that. But if he goes to Brooklyn, that that may give the Lakers a run. I think in the West, you know, people are saying the Clippers. I think the Mavs are, you know, the Mavs in Denver really have a good yep. shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we have, you know, not just Luka, but Porzingis. Um, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting till if Giannis doesn't sign anything. I know that Dallas is trying to go after him. I know. So. So I thought that was official that he's staying in Milwaukee. Is that not official? Well, he hasn't signed anything okay. yet. I know Milwaukee's doing everything they can to make sure that he stays. But until he signs, um, but that, I mean, that don't even mean anything anymore, I guess, because um, I know, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm a Giannis fan, you know, okay. you know, I would want him to stay in Milwaukee because he wants to stay in Milwaukee because he wants to be like the Kobe and the Dirk, you know, one organization mm-hmm. for his whole career. But I'm going to be mad if Dallas got him. Right, right. <laughs> I won't be mad at that at all. Right. Like, stay there unless you come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go to Miami right. or any, yeah, Golden State. Come to Dallas. Don't go anywhere else. You mentioned the Nets, right? Mm-hmm. Um Katie and Kyrie stay there, and then Steve Nash joined them. Yeah. I don't know when that was happened, but I don't know if it was off season or not. Yeah, it was right after uh, running together. Yeah, for it was me. like right after the finals. Yeah, like so October-ish. that's new. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think that that was that's a great opportunity for Steve Nash yeah. <laughs> to fall into. And it, I mean, the thing is, I mean, his basketball IQ is, you know, like really high. Um, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like, you know, there's a lot of people making a big deal out of it. But Jason Kidd, when you're a point guard in the league, you're basically a coach on the court. So yeah. for, you know, so for basically you're just changing, you're just going from the court now to, you know, the the bench. Drawing like, up the yeah, plays the, on the side. Yeah, you know, of- just, yeah. So instead of, you know, which, you know, coaching, you know, that's why I think Jordan and uh, Magic weren't successful at it because – like you don't have as a coach, you don't have control of the players. It's like it's like playing video games, and your controller don't work. <laughs> that, that's kind of an analogy I like to use. <laughs> yeah, that's good because yeah. yeah, you really you can't make the players do anything. Yeah, yeah. It's you just, can make them. You can hope that you've said something that connects with them yeah. and turns on something in them to react to you and pull together and do what you've now said out loud to them, right? But you can't. You can't make them do it. Nope. I mean, I mean, I mean, you as a coach, lead, you know, leadership, drawing up, you know, high basketball IQ, you know, Steve Nash, you know, even Steve Kerr, but going to say like they're, mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, Popovich, you know, they, there, there's something there that they get the best, especially Popovich. You get yeah. how you get the best out of your players with that, you know, that San Antonio roster that they have yeah. since Tim Duncan. I mean, that's just that's great coaching. So I'm I'm interested to see what Steve Nash is going to do with these these group of guys because I know they they're the ones that kind of picked them. They're the ones that are like, hey, we want you to coach us. That says a lot. So it yeah, does. that could be a fun a fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so we got through that odd 2020 bubble season. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think we're looking at for this this next season? I mean, we know there's no bubble, and there's this, like, whatever, 170-something page document on COVID protocols for the NBA. But at the same time, like, there's not really a lot of set-in-stone tight restrictions on if cases get to this, we're stopping play or whatever. It's sort of strange how they're doing this, and it might come back to bite them. But, um, like, do you do you think we'll see fans in stadium, in arenas? Do you think, like, what, what do you think it's going to look like? Um, I guess it depends on the state <laughs> because, you know, different states have the different rules and stuff like that. So I think, you know, some will. It's just like, I guess, kind of like the NFL. Some will, some won't. Yeah. And some will have a certain percentage, maybe some has 50%, maybe some has 25 maybe some has 10 So, um, But I think from a business standpoint, they're going to have to have fans because, you know, that's a lot where the revenues come from. I know it comes from, you know, the, the marketing, yeah. yeah, TV dollars and stuff like that. But Yeah, they want people in there too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's like NFL. The Jerry's of the world are saying, we yeah. need to have people here for their own good. Of course. And then, you know, the California states of the world are saying you can't. Yeah. Like even if you can't even play here yeah. right now. So, yeah, um, that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, so, December 22nd, December 22nd, start of the season, Mavs got Christmas Day, Christmas night, yeah. primetime game, I think, like a 7 p.m. game. So, they're, they're going to shoot for a 72-game season starting, yeah. um, Mavs starting on Christmas. So, um, here's your chance to let me know who you see. I know you said Lakers a while ago, um, but who you see making it making it to the finals? Let's do that. Uh, from the East and the West? Sure. Um, I mean, I guess it's hard to say. Like, right now, with the season starting, I would say, you know, the Lakers coming out the West. And then, the, I mean, I got to see how KD plays before I can say the Nets, you know, because I think mm-hmm. Brooklyn can definitely come out the East if KD is, you know, if KD's KD. And, but if KD's not KD, then I would have to choose between Miami and um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee again. Yeah, Milwaukee again. Because Miami, they, they brought their core people back just from that experience. That You know they're probably hungrier, especially the way they lost and especially they went out. They're probably hungrier now than, than before. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I would say, I mean, as much as I would love to say the Mavericks, I want them to prove, you know, everybody in Dallas wrong right. and themselves right. I mean – Sure. Yeah. Or I mean, you're a homer. You want you always want to say your team, but yeah. realistically, like something miraculous would have to happen for them to to get up there, um, or something. Or like Luca just said, who the team that's going to go the deepest is the team who manages the virus the best too. That's because true. you never know. Like that could completely affect. That could affect a lot. I could. I mean, I don't want it to come down to that. Obviously, like I, you want a good season, the best talents out there, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know what happens. Hopefully, Luca 3.0 is as good as everybody wants him to be, and KP is back soon. Um, JJ's back, so there's some, you know. And then, then these new young guys coming yeah. up. So maybe we'll at least get deep into the playoffs and have I think a good we'll run. Get, I think we'll. I think we can shoot for the conference finals. I think that would be a successful season. I, I mean, I, I, as an you know an athlete, you shoot for. You know, there's goals that, like, I don't know if they thought they were going to be in the seventh, seventh seed last year. Maybe they thought they were going to be higher. I don't know. Yeah. They got knocked out by, you know, the Clippers. But I would say maybe, you know, two more rounds is a successful season for them. Yeah, because progress. if they have a quarter team coming back. But losing, like I said, Tim Hardaway Jr. and, and Seth, that's those are tough. I mean, those are tough losses. And, yeah. they, and, I mean, the good thing they're going, well, I know 
Seth went to the East. I forgot where Tim Hardaway went. Um, but they're not they're not in the same conference, so <laughs> that's that's good. Right. They'll lose the points, but they might not be playing against them. So yeah. that's good. All just right. Twice, just twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for your time and your input. I always think it's interesting to hear from somebody who's lived through lived through it a little and and been on the other side. So I appreciate your time. And thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. This is fun. I know. And I know we've chatted before, so we have other topics we could talk about yeah. too. So we'll have you back and we'll do this again. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jay. No, thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you next week.